you know, I come from the point of view that when I hire a therapist, when I hire somebody to work with me, not for me, yes, I own the company. We have many people who work together and we serve our patients. But I'm not just looking for someone to come into the clinic and just bill and see patients. I'm looking for relationships. And I talked about that in a previous episode. It's all about relationships. And when I make sure that I'm providing the best possible treatments, speech and occupational therapy treatments for these families that come to our clinic, I know I'm going to attract very good, solid people. Because when I do the right thing, good things are going to happen. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 30. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, September the 28th, 2017. And as of today, we have over 22,019 listeners to the show. And I'm glad you're out there. And I really hope that you're getting good, valuable, free information from these podcasts. Because again, if you're just starting out and you just happen to find us, you know, welcome. And I hope you have a good, solid, pleasant private practice journey. And I'm here to help you along the way. When I started out, there wasn't much out there on private practice and speech therapy private practice. So I just started to do a podcast and to make a lot of information available through blog posts and audio. So I hope you find this information valuable. And if you do, if you're getting value out of this, please go to the iTunes store or the Google Play platform and leave some five-star feedback. That way other people will find us easier. And I know you guys are out there listening. As of today, when I look at the geography of all of our listeners around the world, for that matter, the United States is at the top. Then there's Japan, then Australia, the UK, Canada, Germany, India, South Africa, Singapore. Now, when you break it down into states, on the U.S. side, we've got California topping, then Texas, New York, Florida, Arizona, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. So I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and thanks for being, you know, thanks for being out there and asking me these good questions so I can help other people. And so I just received a email today, this morning as a matter of fact, this is from a speech pathologist. Her name is Jenna. She says this, she says, hi there, Kyle, I'm writing with the hopes you'll be able to offer your expertise and some professional advice. I currently work three days a week at a private school. I have two kids of my own at home, a two-year-old and a five-month-old. I just wanted to say congratulations, Jenna. Uh, that's 
sounds like a wonderful age. I remember my son, he's behind this wall here. So if you hear some screaming, he's actually playing online with some of his buddies at school. And I, I miss those and I cherish those years, you know, the two-year-olds and the babies and the infants. It's just congratulations. She says, I have been wanting for some time now to find one or two private clients just to see on a consistent basis on the side, leave my current place of employment. This would allow me to have more time at home and bring in some extra cash. I'm not looking to start a private practice or anything like that, but I want to know how to go about billing for these private practice services. I'm not going to take insurances. I don't even have an LLC. So if it would be private pay only, do you know how I would file this on my taxes and or know what you know I'd have to do from a legal standpoint and that she signs her name, Jenna. So that's a great question. And I'm going to give you some points to think about. And again, I always tell people I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant, but I do work with attorneys all the time. We have a wonderful attorney here in town that we use on a regular basis. I have a CPA and a tax preparer that I meet with on a monthly basis who looks at my books and we deal with finances all the time. So I'm going to give you some pointers and just some things to think about. Now, if I were you, I would go ahead, since you're not going to take insurances, since you want to just see a few people on the side, I think the easiest way to do that would be just keep a separate accounting log. I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. If you go to privateslp.com and you look at those podcasts there at the very top, there's a link for podcasts. There's tons of information. There's one on payroll. There's also another one dealing with finances and tracking your finances. And what I like to use, especially when I had an Apple iPhone, there's an app out there. It's called Expense Tracker with an X, Expense Tracker. I don't get any kickbacks at all from mentioning these things. So, but it was really helpful for me early on. And what that app allowed me to do is every time I got in my car, when I was starting my private practice, when I went to someone's home or when I saw a patient, I would log it in there and I would log in how much the payment was. And what you could do as far as getting your payments at the time of service, you can simply download the Square app and get a free card reader or a chip reader. And you could take credit card payments that way on your smartphone and just hook it up to your bank account. So you could actually see someone in their home or depending on where you see these clients, you could just charge them that fee at the time of service. So your patients would come to you or you go to them and you have a negotiated fee and you charge them that fee for service. And once you have that fee for service, you would go in, open up your expense tracker log, put that patient's name and date that you saw them and how much you collected at the time of service and you keep a separate log. And at the end, of the year, you would talk to your CPA or your accounting professional and you would say, hey, I have some more income right here and you give them that printout because on the expense tracker logs, you save them and you print them out in a PDF or an Excel spreadsheet format. So it's really a great tool to have and it's a very good way to track all of your expenses. If you're going to see someone in the home and community, you can log your miles uh, from your home to the client's house and you can log and write those off, you know, depending on what your CPA or accounting professional tells you. So again, I'm not giving you that advice, just some things to think about. Also, I've got six apartments here in town. I've had as many as 10 rental units at one time and I kept all of 
my expenses for those rental units on the expense tracker app. And I still do that today. And when I go to my yearly appointment, I go to the CPA monthly, but when we do our annual filings, I give her the PDFs with all the pictures of the receipts and things like that. And I turn all that in, but the expense tracker app is really nice to have. Now, when you talk about legal, you said specifically from a legal standpoint, what I would have to do. Yes. Whenever you treat somebody, I don't care if you're treating them in your home or if you have a little office in the back of your house, or if you're going to that place, you know, in the home and community to see that patient, you want to make sure that you have insurance. So you need to really consider going to, you know, mercer.com. If you go to the ASHA website, there's a place to get professional liability and you can also get general liability. If you have a claim against your license for malpractice, you know, God forbid, that would fall under professional liability insurance. It's cheap. If you're a sole practitioner, you need to really think about that because you want to protect yourself. Now, if you have someone coming to your location or if there's a slip and fall or someone gets hurt on your property, you need to have that insurance just in case something happens. That's called general liability. If you have access to an attorney, you know, for instance, our attorney advises us on all the legal standpoints regarding, you know, insurances and things like that. Or you could maybe even talk to someone who just sells insurance in your area. So, those are a few things I would think about. Again, that's how you get paid is through that credit card square app. It's kind of expensive. I think it's 2.75%, but you know, it's convenient. You're getting paid at the time of the service. The second thing is you want to track all of those extra uh, monies coming into your bank account through the expense tracker application. And then three, you know, the legal standpoints, you want to have obviously a state license. You want to have professional liability and some general liability insurance. So that's how I would answer that question if you wanted to see a few people on the side. And again, I think having an agreement, an open agreement with the families about what your fee for service is, you know, what happens if you have this appointment, this standing appointment, and they don't show up, you know, you've got to have some sort of agreement how you are going to get paid for no-shows or late cancellations. You have to have a policy for that. So keep that in mind too. I had a question the other week. It was a clinic owner in the Phoenix area wanting to know how to attract and retain and hire SLPs for their clinic. And so I have a few thoughts about that as well. Now, as an owner and a therapist, as a speech pathologist, I'm going to have 25 years of experience as an SLP here in December. And I started my business as the sole provider for my business. So I grew it over time. I hired people as I saw fit to meet the demands of people coming into our clinic. And so, you know, I didn't have a lot of space at first. I only had one room, and then I went to two rooms, and then to three rooms, and then the four rooms. So I grew very slowly. Now, when someone approaches me and says, you know, how can I find, you know, SLPs to work in this office? You know, again, I don't know the exact situation of that private practice, but I'm assuming there's enough work for all the therapists in that environment. So again, you may just want to advertise on Craigslist. You can advertise. We do a lot of advertising on Indeed.com. There's also ZipRecruiter. I've heard pretty good things about ZipRecruiter. There's all kinds of private job 
billboards out there. But again, you know, I come from the point of view that when I hire a therapist, when I hire somebody to work with me, not for me, yes, I own the company. We have many people who work together and we serve our patients. But I'm not just looking for someone to come into the clinic and just bill and see patients. I'm looking for relationships. And I talked about that in a previous episode. It's all about relationships. And when I make sure that I'm providing the best possible treatments, speech and occupational therapy treatments for these families that come to our clinic, I know I'm going to attract very good, solid people. Because when I do the right thing, good things are going to happen. So don't forget, we have to make sure that we are always doing the right thing for our patients and meeting that need and providing the best possible treatments. And I believe that it'll attract other people who will want to work with you in your facility. So again, you know, there are many companies out there, these big, big companies, you know who they are. We've worked for them. And I've talked about that in other episodes, you know, the frozen pies and working, you know, all night and on the holidays at these nursing homes, you know, not all of them, but a lot of these big major companies want someone, a warm body with a license to bill, bill, bill. And I just don't like that. That's why I started my own company because I wanted to create a place where people want to come to work and who want to have fun and joke around and, you know, not have to dress up every day or wear scrubs. I mean, we don't even have uniforms at our office. I mean, people walk around in jeans and because we're on the floor with kids all day. But when we want to have, you know, a uniform, people go out and buy their own shirts. They bring them to us and we have those shirts embroidered for the employees so they will have something that's comfortable for them. So again, we do things, I think, a little bit different from the status quo. It's not that I'm trying to you know, grow a business, have so many therapists that we can see, you know, X amount of kids. No, I started out as a sole provider and then I slowly hired more people to meet the demands as people came into our office. So I built it slowly. So again, hiring speech pathologists and hiring occupational therapists and other professionals, I think if you're always doing the right thing, you're going to attract those people. And when you do, you take care of those people as an owner. Owner. You know, as a business owner, as a manager of a clinic, you want to make sure that you are taking good care and paying people on time, giving them good benefits, you know, time off. I can't wait. This is the best part of fall in our clinic. We're all going, I think I'm getting like 55 tickets. There's a place here in Tucson called Old Tucson Studios. And Old Tucson Studios is a very old movie set located way out in the Tucson, I think it's the Tucson Mountains. But if you do some research, If you Google old Tucson studios, you'll see that some of the John Wayne movies, even some of the episodes of Little House on the Prairie, for those of you who are over what, 35 years of age like me, I'm about to hit 48. But you know, you remember some of those old school Western TV shows and it was a movie set. And then every year around Halloween, they, they open it up and they, they make it into a big haunted house, multiple haunted houses, people with chainsaws chasing you. And it's just fun. It's the fall. We like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of stuff. And I have a sign up list at the clinic and 55 people, family members, husbands, spouses, partners, we're all going to old Tucson and having a big night out on therapy group of Tucson. We're going to have a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. We make relationships and we're going to have a great 
Great, 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 great time. So I hope that answers your question about hiring employees for speech therapy private practice. Again, it's all about relationships and doing the right thing all the time. Now, I wanted to talk today about persistence and dedication and just not giving up because when I look back over at the episodes, this is our 30th episode. And when I first started this speech therapy private practice startup podcast, I uploaded episode number one back in July of 2015. When I look at these episodes as a timeline and as kind of, um, you know, what's the most popular post, it's really interesting. The most popular post, the ones that really have the most listens are transitioning to speech therapy practice, uh, tools that every speech therapy practice owner should have, your first office, six principles for business growth, also accepting insurances, the foundations of a speech therapy private practice, really kind of the basics, you know, the pillars, the concrete, what's really strong and sturdy below the private practice to make it successful. And so when I make a podcast for you guys, you know, I don't do it on every third Tuesday of the month. I mean, I speak when I have something to say. And last night, for those of you who really know me, I've got a son. He's almost 12. He's playing games on the other side of this wall with his buddy online. And so you might hear a scream or two. That's him having a good time. And Santa Claus brought him a four-wheeler a couple years ago. And and it's kind of a story, so I'm going to tell it to you. We wore those tires out on that four-wheeler. So we live way up here in the foothills in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, we kind of do some back roads and we get off, you know, the beaten path. And we get dirty and have a little bit of fun. And these tires that originally came on the four-wheeler, they were starting to wear down and they were getting holes in them. And we put this green slime in there and it would fill it up and you know it was holding air but it was time for new tires so I got these four tires online and with the help of my son we took the wheels off of the four-wheeler and we brought these tires to discount tire now discount tire we love discount tire it's a phoenix company and uh, we use them all the time and that's my go-to company for tires I love those guys and so I said hey can you guys you know, swap these tires off the rim and put these on. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, next time you should buy them from us because we can give you a great deal. I'm like, thanks. I didn't know it. I just like eBay. So I get those tires. Uh, they call me at the end of the day. I went back to the office, got some work done. We had a television segment on KCON, the local ABC affiliate. We did some commercial. It was really cool. I went back to pick those tires up so I could go home and put them on my son's four-wheeler so he could play and have a good time. And well, they actually bent one of the rims and it was no big deal. You know, it's just part of the process. They got tire number one on, they got tire number two on, tire number three, the rim was bent and uh, tire number four, they stopped because they didn't want to bend that rim too. So one of the ladies who works with us, her dad has been in the wheel business. He recommended that I go to this place in town that services go-karts and golf carts here around town. So, you know, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to kind of do it myself. So I got online, did some research and let me tell you, this is not easy. I mean, we've all changed tires, right? But I'm talking about breaking a tire off of a rim and then putting a new tire, this big, thick, black circle on a steel rim. 
and it's not easy. But there is a tool at Harbor Freight. Now, Harbor Freight, for those of you who don't know, I'm a kind of a handy guy. I've got apartments and I've always fixed things. My dad was a plumber. You know, I've got very humble beginnings. I know how to work. And my dad always said, you know, if you want something done, do it yourself. So that's what I did. I got online research, went to Harbor Freight and got a mini tire tool changer. Why am I telling you this? I'm going to get to the meat of the story here, folks. Well, this was the biggest headache trying to take these tires off of a rim, breaking them down, pulling this this circle that doesn't fit. I mean, you got to stretch it to make it fit because when it pops over the rim, it's got to be snug and hold air. It's got to be perfect. And so what I did was I researched it, got the tools, everything that I needed, came home and I said, I'm going to knock this out tonight. And next thing you know, I got one done. And I was tired because I was frustrated and I got angry because it wasn't happening fast enough. I started to get really frustrated and mad because all I wanted to do was put this tire on this rim and just be done, put some air in it and pop it on the four-wheeler. But I still got three more, right? So the next night I did another one and it's just, you know, it's frustrating because let's face it, as humans, I think we want things to be easy. We want things to go the right way all the time. And it was a perfect example for a podcast because it's just like speech therapy private practice. I have talked to many, many, many owners who want to start that private practice and they start, but they stop and then they go back and get a job or they just aren't committed to the process. And I've always said, if this were easy, everybody and their mom would be doing it. So here I am, trying my best to get these tires on the rim, you know, getting frustrated, getting tired, getting agitated, just like you will be when you're dealing with insurance companies and trying to get paid and getting prior auths, right? But you still have to get it done. And here it is. It's late. I want to get this stuff ready so my son can go ride his four-wheeler, but I have to finish it. So, you know, the next night I do the third tire, you know, and it's just, I'm getting greasy. I got grit and grime all over me. I'm frustrated. And again, it's hot. You know, it's starting to cool off in Arizona, but it's still hot. It's uncomfortable, but I have to keep doing it. I want to get this done. I have to get it done. I have no choice. It's just like private practice. You've got to have the right tools. You've got to ask for help. You've got to get credential with insurance companies if you're going to take insurance plans. You've got to have all the necessary tools, procedures, help, assistance. Everything's got to be in order and you can't miss a beat. So that's why I'm telling you this story. You know, when you want to do something, you just got to do it and you can't stop. When you open up a private practice, you can't just stop and say, you know, I think I'm just going to take off today and just tell these families that uh, we'll just see them next week. You can't do that. That's not how business works. Because again, go back and listen to those first few episodes. If you're flaky, they'll go somewhere else. These patients and families will go somewhere else. So you have to be dedicated more so than the average person. You have to be able to handle being told no. You have to be able to handle not getting paid. You have to have enough money saved in the bank. So when you don't get paid, you can still float your business or your house payment or your expenses or your credit card payments or your car payments or whatever payments you have. That's why I tell people all the time, 
run lean. Before you open those doors at that private practice or before you start your private practice, make sure your debt is down. Make sure you have a little bit of a line of credit if you need it, but have some cash in the bank so you can make that transition. I spoke to a private practice owner recently who didn't have enough money in the bank and then they're borrowing money from the bank to pay their employees. And I even knew one guy who was doing payday loans so he could make payday. And it was just incredible. When I heard that story, I'm like, wow, this guy's really struggling and it hurts financially and it just hurts his ego and it's just really hard business. It doesn't have to be that way. It has to be thought out. You have to ask for help. You have to have the right tools. You have to have that dedication and desire and be able to manage your visits, manage your schedule, manage your prior offs, manage your payments, getting your payments, getting your collection letters out. If you're not getting paid, it's a big process. And that's what I help with people when they ask me for help. We coach that online, privateslp.com forward slash coaching. If you want some more information, go there and I'll help you. So I hope this has been a good episode for you guys. I've answered a couple questions, talked about a great topic, you know, how to be persistent and just knock it out and get this done. But if you need anything, just let me know. Reach out to me, Kyle, at privateslp.com or just go to privateslp.com forward slash contact and I'm here to help you. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.